This episode of Aphorisms is recorded in London, the colonial capital, and on the unceded lands of the Gadigal and Wongal peoples. We pay our respects to Elders past, present and future. Oh hey there, welcome back to Aphorisms for 2021. It's been a minute um, since Maddie and I have (laughs) done a new episode, but I think we've recovered enough from 2020. to come back and talk a bit more about astrology and witchiness and reality TV. Um, even though I already feel tired, <laughs> it's only March, but that's because it's, I guess, been 12 months since London went into lockdown. So 12 months since I've been basically at home and <laughs> not done a whole lot in between. So it took a minute to recharge again from the end of last year. But anyway, we have a packed agenda um, ahead today. We, have, we haven't even caught up. We haven't spoken for ages. So Maddie and I are going to catch up and we are going to touch base about um, our 2021 horoscopes and chat some good old witchy content, some reality TV content. Um, and yeah, welcome back. Hope it's an enjoyable episode and hope you've had a good start to the year. Thanks. Good morning, Maddie. Good evening, Ash. Happy um, 2021. <laughs> it's been a minute. Yes, happy 2021. How are you going? I am going pretty good. How are you going? Um, I've had a shit of a week, but um, like overall, my life is fine. It's just been the universe is testing me. Um, I think I'll be. I think I'll pass the test. But not without a lot of wine, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's lockdown. Yeah. And I feel like the only thing that would fix this week would be like seeing my friends and having like a lot of wines on someone's balcony. But I can't do that. Also, they're in Australia. So um, <laughs> self-soothing. Yeah. Oh, this is bleak. Other than that, I've started the year off great. <laughs> yeah. So London's coming out of lockdown when? We're coming out of lockdown very, like, gradually. Apparently, I think next week we're allowed to meet up with other households outside, like one person, which is good. And then on April 12th, I think shops are opening, like stores that aren't essential. Um, and apparently by June 12th, if everything continually decreases in London or UK, it'll supposedly life is back to normal, like nightclubs will be open. Um I don't know how I feel about that. I'm probably going to wait until like August <laughs> and see what happens to everyone else. Cause that the thought of being in like a sweaty nightclub simultaneously fills me with joy and horror, you know? Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I do have quite a bit of heightened anxiety about even more so <laughs> being around people than I used to. Yeah. There's so much, um, so many things that people like used to never think about and were completely comfortable with that now we're just like oh I don't know if I'll ever do it again hey it has been weird like over the last fortnight um particularly in Sydney or like on Gadigal land um people have just been like it's like almost like COVID's over like people are just about their business but nobody's had the vaccine or anything yet it's just we don't have any case community cases so everybody's just chilling I mean that makes sense to me right Mm. yeah um well I've had the vaccine so I get my second one yeah I get my second one in like 10 weeks because you get them Mm -hmm. 12 Mm -hmm. weeks apart um so I should feel better about going outside and yet I'm still like tell us about your experience (laughs) of having the vaccine (laughs) I got a text saying you you know you're on file blah 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 you can go get the vaccine and I told everyone at work the next day I was so excited in like our team meeting I was like I'm getting the vaccine this afternoon, so I'll be, like, heading off early. And everyone was like, how come you're getting it? Like, why are you getting it? None of us are getting it. And we're all from the UK. Like, what happened? And I was like, I don't know. And then the more I thought about it, I went on Twitter and stuff, and I was just kind of catching up. And I think I just got it because I'm fat. And that's one of the riskier, I don't know, things about COVID. So I got to go get my vaccine. And you know what? I just jumped on the opportunity, and I went and did it. So That's awesome. Yeah. Um, it's 
it's wild. It's absolutely <laughs> wild because there's no direct correlation between uh, health and size of a person. Um, but while we're living in uh, Western <laughs> structures yeah. uh, that do associate health with size, um, oh you my... may as well benefit from it because there's a lot of not benefits. I was about to say well. there are literally zero other benefits. And as part of this experience, I've also been reading a lot about people's experiences with the medical like with the industry and how they're treated by doctors and medical professionals just because of their site literally you could go in for anything and this has been my experience too you can go in for any reason to a doctor and they will tell you you just need to lose weight and that's the only health problem that you have to the point where people started sharing their stories like on this twitter thread and one woman had like cancer for seven years and then another one had cervical cancer she had to get a full hysterectomy and couldn't have children because they left it so long untreated, just telling her she needed to lose weight. Like this happens a lot in marginalized communities and also for like people who are overweight. Absolutely. Medical access is not the same um, for everyone. And there's like certain assumptions made. I think I actually have a, a sibling who had experience recently where they were diagnosed with um, exactly the same thing as me. And then they offered them, uh, diabetes medication but not me so the association was like they were potentially at risk at risk for diabetes even though you know we have the same mum and dad and yeah. like all the same genetics but apparently I wasn't technically a high risk for diabetes and they were and I was just like what the fuck are you yeah. talking about it's just bullshit <laughs> like the yeah. whole lot of it but anyway people are being all funny about the vaccine but i all i could think about i know this is probably the full wrong approach but i was just like if this will help me travel sooner like if this is ever a thing where you need to be vaccinated to travel i'm gonna be ready like sign me up yeah yeah yes i'm getting a bit itchy for traveling <laughs> i have to say yeah. it's all i can think about i just want to come home at some point for a visit like not knowing when I can come home at all. Cause I, I mean, technically I guess I could, but it's hard to get a flight and then I have to pay for quarantine in the hotel for like three grand. I just don't want it to be a barrier for me returning. You know what I mean? Yeah. That completely makes sense. Mm. What I want to say is I know that a lot of people are concerned about getting the vaccine mm. from my own community and from other communities, um, especially here, uh, in Sydney, in the Sydney area, there's a lot of um, anxiety around the vaccine. So I think, you know, it's really strange because I don't think those people are necessarily anti-vaxxers. Like a lot of the people that have anxiety around the vac- uh, the COVID vaccine in particular, like they're anxious about this vaccine, but they, you know, they are, their kids are up to date on their like regular vaccines, yeah. for example. Um, so it's kind of like this weird unique situation that's like causing them anxiety but of course like that anxiety is interconnected to all the other um historical and like recent government um events uh yeah that they have caused distrust basically like a distrust in the state um but i one thing that gives me confidence personally (laughs) is that they rolled out the vaccine in the UK <laughs> so they're testing it on white people first <laughs> so if anything goes wrong like at least you my mother <laughs> test subjects that's very true fair enough um I know exactly what you mean though my dad is very wary of this vaccine and we have like weekly kind of FaceTime catch-ups and he's holding at the moment. This is my dad. My dad's like a Greek 64-year-old man. Sorry, he's in his 64th year. He's 63, but he's in his 64th year. He's sitting there chain smoking at 9 a.m. drinking a beer and telling me that how can you trust like putting this in your body when you don't know what's in it? And I was just like, so you have no reason to be concerned about anything like going into my body. Like you are tar at this point. Like what the fuck and then he's like you know all the things that we pump into kids at three months old i was like are you turning into an anti-vaxxer he's like well he's like what do we do mm. fucking vaccines for polio for i'm like that's why we don't have polio anymore <laughs> like, it was yeah. just the most insane conversations that i'm having i'm like i can't do this just let it yeah. go yeah i don't know if um 
you heard about this as well, but there was like a um some conflicts between Facebook and the government and Facebook like basically the government was trying to make Facebook pay um media companies for their content and uh there was like a big disagreement and basically um Facebook like stopped all um like media organizations but including like health information organizations yes. for a period of time just a period of a couple of days um from like posting so they couldn't post on Facebook and you couldn't nothing was visible and stuff like that so I just think like the government has done a really odd <laughs> like has made a lot of really odd choices um at a time where they're trying to like where they should be informing the public like <laughs> they took away a lot of information incidentally really but it was just bad timing <sighs> um and then there's like so much misinformation right because people who are distrusting of the vaccine they were posting a lot of anti-vax <laughs> stuff on their personal profiles so i feel like um that event like boosted like anti-vax material and right. then there was nothing to counter it at that time anyway it was absolutely wild and now we have a lot of people here that are resistant to getting the COVID-19 vaccine and um I don't think that's their fault I think that's, <laughs> it's like a misinformation campaign what a fucking shit show like I mean the whole world really but that's just a perfect example of a government trying to do fucking anything and having the exact opposite effect of probably what it was intended to be like uh... I'm just sick of inconfidence. If I was as bad as my job that everybody else is, apparently, I would not have a job. Like, anyway. Um, let's hear your horoscope. Okay. For today, uh... Astrology hacks. Um, this is my horoscope, as always, from Scorpio Mystique. Oh, I forgot her name. From Dose Via. Um, for the uh-huh. 4th of March. So I haven't actually read it today, so we're going to find out what it says. Um, the moon spends another full day in our sign Scorpio and when blended with the mystical energy of the Pisces sun, life's likely to feel more trippy and dreamy than usual. <laughs> life does not feel trippy and dreamy. Let me tell you, life feels like a fucking nightmare. Um, but all right, <laughs> give yourself grace as you flow through the watery vibes of the day. And as you embrace the totality of the emotions emerging, I did do that. I did embrace the emotions. I'm not going to lie. Um, it's best not to try to stick to a strict schedule today. That's good because I didn't really. Um, because you'll be in the mood to let your imagination and life wander. Now that your ruling planet Mars is in airy Gemini for the next six weeks, we're about to explore consciousness in new and invigorating ways. Get curious about what's around and within you and experience reality with the spirit of being a beginner and everything being brand new. I mean... That doesn't sound that bad. Hopefully it's a shift from what I'm going through right now. <laughs> I would like, I guess, um, new energy to enter around and within me. I don't really know what that means. It just sounds like a bit of fluff today. That doesn't tell me anything. I feel like it's telling you that, like, it's more, there's more happening, like, internally. And, yeah, like, there's more stuff to be done. I don't know, maybe spiritually. Mm. I haven't yeah I haven't felt very spiritual um I haven't felt very spiritual lately I have just I felt this week that actually that's a good point I felt that all external factors this week affected me a lot I think I managed them as Mm. best I could but it was a lot of just external stuff that was kind of swirling my emotions and me struggling to deal with Mm. yeah so maybe it's time to focus inwards (laughs) I will try and focus inwards and give myself grace. I certainly gave myself grace from doing a lot of work today. So I guess that was, I was in tune. I was in tune with the universe today. Excellent. Yeah. All right. Any, any final reflections on your horoscope for this week? Um, no, not really. I just hope tomorrow tells me that this week will be left behind and shift for the weekend will be completely different energy. Um, and that will be great. Please universe. Thank you so much. <laughs> you know how I knew this week was going to start badly. I charged my crystals on the wrong night. I put them outside on a night that I thought was a full moon and then brought them in and then found out afterwards, like two days later, it was the night after I had put them out. 
Oh, damn. Yeah. I um I mixed up the full moon nights this week as well, actually. Did you? What did you do wrong? I did. Um, nothing. I was just like, <laughs> it's a full moon. And then I was. it was the next night and I was like, it's a full moon. <laughs> That's all. Nothing important. Oh my god, F, guess what my fucking horoscope says. What? <sighs> oh no, what? Is it about the mirror? This will make sense in a second. Okay, so my horoscope is also coming from Dosevia from No Taurus. And mine says Mercury the Messenger and Jupiter the Sage join forces today in the in this clear sign of vision. Messages will be coming from everywhere, from everyone, from all directions. So keep your eyes, ears, and hearts open. Uh, Many feelings may unravel, but even in the midst of processing powerful emotions, remember to connect with your joy. Taurus, this will be a great time to envision into the future. What do you want it to look like? Try to think outside of the box. So much is changing. The world as we know it is becoming very malleable. So dare to dream unconventionally. Ooh. Okay, so right, right before we started the podcast today, I said to Av, at 11.30 p.m. last night, a mirror in my house fell off the wall and broke just by itself. Which is, I don't and think Av that's good. looked up what that meant just on Google. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, it's on the source, obviously, and it's according to you that it's not a good sign. Um, but one other meaning was I've been listening to, um, what's her name? Oh, I've been listening heaps to, um, do you know Tony Jones? No. Should I? (laughs) You would love it. Okay. So there's, I don't know if you know this, but there's this whole genre of music called like Black Manifest. And it's basically like. Tony Jones is basically like Beyonce, but if she was on her spiritual journey. So, like, all her songs are just, like, manifestations <gasps> of, like, stuff uh, to do with, like, your higher consciousness and, like, um, connecting with your ancestors <laughs> and connecting with yourself and, like, the spirits and stuff like that. That sounds great. I'll send you her album. Yes. Okay. So uh, her, she has an album. It's called I See Me Mantras. And my friend Sarah introduced me to it. I'll send it to you. Please. Um, anyway, but that album is a lot about like releasing your ego and blah, blah, blah. And like um, letting go of like the information you try and produce about yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so at that time, like when that mirror broke, I think I was like thinking something that was like ego building or whatever. So I don't know if the mirror broke. Because your ego unleashed. (laughs) No, you just unleashed so much energy into the universe that you broke a mirror (laughs) hanging on a wall. That's amazing. I wish I could break a mirror with my energy. No. (laughs) No, what I'm saying is I'm so, I'm so egotistical and like I spend so much time like, being an idiot that my ancestors were like that's enough and <laughs> i don't think you're egotistical wall, like stop i don't think you're egotistical i think you're the opposite Sorry? no i think you're the opposite of egotistical i'm so often like you know you're not that shit and you're like oh no i'm so shit i'm like no you're all right you i don't think you're egotistical <laughs> I think you think you're not better than a lot of people, but I think you have disdain for a lot of people. But that's not the same thing as being egotistical. That's just a fact. No, I I don't think I'm... I'm not saying that I personally think I'm shit. I'm saying I think I have a lot of work to do. Okay. To, like, um, just, like, break down the, like, narratives that I tell myself. Okay. And instead just accept what is... That's really what, like, ego work is. Okay. So... Yeah, that's where I'm at. I'm on the Black Manifest playlist. That sounds <laughs> amazing. Mirror is like magically breaking in my house. You're a witch. So thank you, Josevia, for letting me know that more messages are coming. Yeah, be careful though. Maybe put things like more secure to the wall. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, that mirror was like sticky tape to the wall. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. So. Okay, well, it was bound to happen. Um. Oh, that sounds really cool though about that music. I'm gonna to listen to them. Her, who is she? Oh yeah, Tony Jones. To you now, I don't know anyone cool. I only learn things from, like from people, like 
Do you remember that we went to a no name concert? Mm. I didn't know who she was. I just was like, yeah, I'll come. And then I was like, this is yeah. great. I only learn things from other people. Otherwise, I listen to very, very old things that are already on my phone. Oh, my God. No Name has a new song called Rainforest. And if people haven't listened to it, you should listen to it. I'm such a nerd for No Name because No Name, like, is, like, a sick rapper who in her music will, like, rap colonial theory. And, like, in her new song, she's, like, one of her lines is, like, I pull the wretched out the earth, call me baby for non. And <laughs> it fucking slayed me. I was, like, what? Because, like... Just, it's so wild to hear, like, a young person be, like, (laughs) discussing Fanon in, like, a pop song. Oh, it's so great. Anyway, listen to a new song. It's amazing. Will do. Um, Do you have anything else that you want to talk about in your spiritual journey? How are you feeling? You good? Look. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) I think I'm fine. Okay. Yeah, same. I'm kind of at the same point. Sometimes I have a lot to say about like my spirituality or where I'm at personally. And I just feel like I've been through the ringer this week and I just need to get to the next day and I'll work on myself at a time when I have capacity, you know? Yeah. And I think rest is a really important part of it. Like, um, you need to give yourself a break from analyzing yourself from Mm. time to time. Like that's part of the process. That might be a problem that I actually do have. I'm hyper analytical and like I overthink. Mm. Mm. Okay. All right. Well, speaking of mindless activities, can we <laughs> talk about maths? Can we? Fuck. I, as you know, never watched maths. I was quite judgmental of you for doing so because um, I thought it was shit reality TV because it was on free to air and I only watch things on Bravo. But in the UK over the last couple of months, we have been gripped by Maths Australia because season six was uploaded onto um, the Channel 4 streaming service. And uh-huh. Kim and I have been wa- watched every single episode and we're just obsessed. Like, what a ride. What a fucking ride. What a ride. So just for context, um, ma- what we're talking about, Maths, oh, yeah. abbreviation M-A-F-S, <laughs> is called, um, it's mar- it's called Married at First Sight and it's an Australian TV show where basically like experts in brackets because like as you will learn the experts have <laughs> no fucking clue um it's really bad honestly um they're really not the best and anyway so they match people like it's like arranged marriages basically but <laughs> yeah. on reality tv so the, the first time these people meet is at their wedding yeah um they're mostly white usually as mm-hmm. well so it's not like a um cultural thing it's like a it's kind of anti-cultural thing <laughs> if you think about it in terms of white australia because white australia is all about uh bagging on other communities for having arranged marriages <laughs> even though those marriages are actually arranged by experts <laughs> yeah um, true but that's i guess that's neither here nor there um so uh, right now in Australia, they're airing um, season eight of yeah. Maths. Um, and so you're watching season six right now. Yeah. So, so tell us who's tell us about the villains and the – are oh. there any good guys on season six? I can't can't remember. Who's yeah. your, who are the villains of season six? Okay, most people are villains, demons. So season six finished last week. So it's very fresh, my emotions. I've seen the reunion and everything. Started off the season with an easy villain to pinpoint Inez, what a monster, from the wedding where she married, Paul, I was about to say Paul Little Bronson, but he was a dumb fuck as well. And she was basically just like, hi, Bronson, take your eyebrow ring out, please. Like, as she approached the altar of her wedding to Bronson, <laughs> who kind of played himself off as like the nice guy or whatever. But even though she was absolutely demonic and disgusting to him, the way she treated him. He was still like, I think we've got a real connection. I really want to give it a go. I'm like, no, she's like traditionally good looking. And that's like got a hot body. And that's the only reason you're still giving her the time of day. Because if she was a full on argo, there is no way in hell you'd be putting up with this shit. Let's be real. Right. Uh-huh. Then we had uh-huh. Susie. Uh-huh. She was a quick blip on the radar. She was like a late in light, like late couple that came into the experiment. They Also, they keep calling it the experiment. Uh-huh. And there's even scenes like in a lab where someone's wearing gloves. And I'm just like, this is so stupid, but I love it. Um, and she got paired with poor little Billy 
who is the most nervous creature I've ever seen on TV in my life. He was just on edge the whole time, very defensive, always had a bit of a shaky, a little whispery voice. Um, also, I think gay. He lived with an older gay male who took nude photos of him. And it's just a vibe that I'm getting that he also might be of the persuasion. <laughs> Thoughts? Yes, there are so many men on this show <laughs> that, like, basically there's only two kinds of men on this program. <laughs> There's men who are absolutely garbage monsters. And I would say that is about 95% of the men on this program. And then there are men who are closet homosexuals. (laughs) Yeah. So I think... Would you agree? I would 100% agree. I might also put in the subcategory of... What was the first one? Demon monsters? Garbage monsters. Garbage monsters. I would say the subcategory of that is nice guy garbage monster, where people try and... They try and say that, oh, I'm the nice guy and this is why I've never had blah, blah, blah. But really, you're just as much of a garbage monster as the like overall umbrella category. You just try and present yourself as the nice guy who deserves better to be treated better by women or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. So then there's the you've got your nice guy garbage monsters, and then you have your honest in brackets honest guy, <laughs> uh, honest garbage monsters who are men that just act fucking foul, yeah. and then will gaslight the women, yes. being like, "Don't you want me to be honest?" <laughs> There's so much gaslighting on this show. It actually makes me like question whether I'm being overly sensitive. I'm like, this is, this is fucked. Like this shouldn't be allowed. Um, but I'm going to quickly speed through because I'm not even onto the good stuff yet. So then there's after Inna's left because bless her, she decided she wanted someone else other than Bronson. She decided to go for this guy named Sam, who is a outwardly garbage monster because from the moment of his wedding day, we knew when he was like talking about his new wife, Elizabeth and was like, she's heavier than anyone I've ever dated, but I'll just get her running every morning and maybe we'll be okay. He was so rude about her and derogatory, everything about her, her appearance, her manner. He just did that thing where guys say girls are crazy and make out like they're insane or whatever. And a lot of the time fabricated what she did and made it worse. So he, she could be like the crazy bitch and he could justify his disgusting behavior and cheating on her with Inez. Um, in the end, she got burnt as well because he was like, oh, no, we've just been having sex. I don't want a future with you either. So they finally left the experiment and let their own partners go. Oh, Also, he left his partner right after the wedding to go back to New Zealand for his ex-girlfriend's like mum's funeral and then stay there for like a week. I'm like, what is going on in this show? <laughs> so confused at this point because it was the first time I've watched it. Um, so then Inez left and I thought this is going to be really boring. However... Cyclone Cyrell kept things interesting. I'm not putting her in the villain camp, just FYI, but I'm just saying she kept mm-hmm. things interesting and like fun and very, very honest. She's like pretty much the only person in the series other than sometimes Jules who like would get a bit drunk at the dinner parties and kind of tell people off, which I loved for her when she was a little bit buzzed. That was my favorite version of Jules because it certainly wasn't the um, experts. <laughs> they weren't keeping people honest at all (laughs) they encouraged Mm -hmm. terrible behavior um and fostered it i believe um but cyril would like be at a dinner party which they had once a week so they'd have like individual couple things all week and then a dinner party with the whole group of couples and then the next night was like a commitment ceremony with the judges where they decided to stay or leave um and she was the only one calling out people and their bullshit and like good for her i love her i think um she probably got a bad rap in australia because Australians are racist so she probably wasn't one of the popular ones but I think the real villains the real demons of the whole series were Jessica and Martha like cannot stand them and by subsequence Michael who's Martha's husband and let her get away with murder and also partook in the gossipy bullshit and I hate them more than anything in the world like Jess's face makes me violent feel violent I don't actually get violent so many people say that about Jess who was Jess's uh, husband again that like he's like a real what do you call Jess's... it country bumpkin or something <laughs> Jess's first country bumpkin husband was Mick who seems like a great Mick. time like would totally have a drink with him whatever ew um, what are you talking about what do no. you mean he was funny wasn't he no drink like that no. drink I mean like a ch- I have a I have a completely different view of this when I'm, did you watch okay, this I'll just let you finish and then yeah I'll let me finish up. I am on a roll I've got so many feelings she was with me uh-huh. from the beginning they were sort of okay very initially her family was fucked and he like pretty much told her that one week and they had a big fight 
But then she decided, oh my God, what am I doing? I'm being nice to a country bumpkin. I don't want this to be my life. So then cracked onto somebody else's husband, Cyril's husband, Nick, which no one knew about. So Nick never told anyone. And Martha, Jess's best mate, never told anyone. So it kind of just went away. And I was like, I'm sorry. This little bitch just propositioned like Cyril's husband. And he said no. Credit to him. He was like, no, no, I'm married. You're married. I don't even want to have this discussion. And then no one talked about Uh it. And I really wanted her to get in trouble for that. But nobody did. Anyway, Uh keeping it moving. Then she cracked on to the next bloke that walked in with his new partner, Tamara. And this is a little man named Dan who has no neck and a lot of tattoos um, and a square head. You know that? You know what I'm talking about. Um, Dan talked a lot about having a child and so how that made him a good guy, I guess, but continued to act so poorly. I'm like, if your son ever acted this way, I hope you'd realize that you failed at parenting because he's like you. Um, He Uh cheated on his part. He slept with his wife, though, like very early on and then was like "Mm, she's just not giving me enough like attention and intimacy and affection so i need to get that somewhere else everybody justified their cheating oh my god i'm talking so fast everybody justified their (laughs) cheating by being like well i came in this experiment to find love so like i need to do whatever makes me happy that was the overall Mm. theme that's not how love and relationships work you don't just like or if you do break up with someone and then explore that for yourself but what happened was Jess and Dan really wanted to be together to have a storyline, I think, for Jess, like to stay on because she made Mick's date for like three or four weeks. She kept saying stay when clearly he was like, let me leave. And everyone was like, why do you keep writing stay? You clearly hate Mick. And she was like, I just don't want to <laughs> leave on a bad note. I want us to be friends before we go our separate ways, blah, 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 which was clearly bullshit. Her and Dan live on opposite sides of the country and clearly can't afford to fly back and forth to each other because she kept saying we need to stay in this experiment so we can get to know each other. Anyway, they stayed together. Mick finally got to leave at the very last week. Bless him. When he found out what happened, they finally like revealed themselves to be a couple. He was crying and he was like, you've wasted my time. I can't believe I had to stay here. The experts knew everything and still let Jess's Mm. bullshit of being like, stay, stay, stay every week because she was cheating on Mick and just let that go because it was good TV, I guess. But I just felt so bad. There are actual people involved like that have to endure Mm. this person's scummy behavior. And she was just so snarky and was constantly smirking. And anytime someone questioned her on anything, she would just deflect and tell another woman lies about her relationship so that then they would question their own relationship and leave her alone, which she did to Ning, which I will never forgive her for because I adore Ning. Um, So, yeah, that's kind of what happened. Martha was a scumbag as well who encouraged this. And then finally, (laughs) finally, finally at the reunion, they actually played footage from the season. And even though Jess tried to deny it again, they showed her propositioning Nick just before she, on the same night, untied her dress and propositioned Dan. And the killer is that night, Dan asked her, have you tried to hook up with anybody else since it didn't work out with Mick since I've been here? And she was like, absolutely not cut to half an hour earlier which she absolutely did and until it was all seen on tv it was like oh wow and the group kicked off everyone was like you're a scumbag and it was great she finally got her comeuppance it was really late but at least she did and that ended up leading to the demise of her and dan's actual relationship like she had moved to the gold coast and then after that aired they did the most awkward tv interview ever where they'd clearly just had a fight about it because it brought up feeling for him where he remembered how shit that was. And then they fought on the in the middle of the interview and she's like, can we not do this on national TV? And then apparently they broke up right after that. So to me, I feel like I really got the ending that I deserved for enduring that whole season. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. It's a bit late for a spoiler alert, but yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, that season. So... Um, one thing that I always forget is that Inez was on the same season as Jess and Martha. And she was friends with them. She was. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, how did so many absolutely batshit women get on the same season? Um, they've really killed it with casting on that season. (laughs) Oh my God. Six was absolutely wild. Cause you had Lizzie as well, who. Yes. With the crazy eyes. Insane as well. 
Um, Speaking of Lizzie, can I just say, if she had just discovered like lip balm, because her lips were so cracked and she would always have this very matte brown lipstick on and you could see all the cracks and I just Mm. wish I could have reached through the TV and like handed her a Mecca lip butter because that just would have fixed everything. Anyway, adore her. 100%. 100%. So... That season is exceptional in the sense that the women fuck around the most. Yeah. Like, the women are just, like, fucking uh, terrorising these men who yep. are uh, mostly of the category of nice guy garbage monsters, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So Mick, like, I hated Mick. I could not, I could not have enjoyed more watching this woman, like, destroy this man. I was just like, what is this? Like, this is the best you have to offer. Like, what? <laughs> what is this? Like, I remember, the thing I remember so clearly, other than his fucking face, is, like, this moment where, like, Jess goes to his house and oh, it is a literal garbage bin. Like, a garbage bin. a trash bin. Yeah. city. Yeah. And... And I think, like, that's one of the points where she's like, I genuinely cannot do this. Like, yeah. this is so horrendous. Yeah. Um, and I do not blame her. Same. I, I at that point. I that man and not blame her for 100%. what she did. At that point, I was still very much an understanding with her. And then it came out that he called her dad, um, a, I think, like, a drunk or something and her brother a cunt, which, to be fair, they both were at the wedding. So, again, at this mm. point, I'm still mm. team Jess. And then it just turned into like complete sociopathic behavior. And it was that little smirk and her bad teeth that just got me. Mm. Mm. And she was oh, one of those I'm girls. Not saying for a second. I was going to say her and Martha were like those girls that were like, oh, you're all just jealous of us because you're all older and not hot. Like to the other women. And it was like, mm. you're missing the point. You're you scumbag human beings. No one wants to be you. We'll like watching you because it's entertaining. But nobody, mm. I promise you, nobody is jealous of you whatsoever. Like, no. No. No, I was not jealous. I was hot for Martha, though. She was gorgeous. I knew it. I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) Would die for Martha. Um, I loved Cyril and Lizzie. They were the absolute heroes of the season. Yeah, agree. Agree. They were the only people making sense. Even though Lizzie was cooked, both of them are absolutely cooked, but like forgivable. Like not not totally. cooked in a way that's harming others. I don't know. No, it's just damaged by past relationships and the treatment of men. Yeah. And I also think that of all the people that the experts on this season could have been like, you have serious issues and you need to work on them, including Bronson for that matter, because Bronson was had some fucking chaotic energy yeah. towards Inez from the start. Yeah. Like, I was like, do not leave this woman alone with this man. He is fucking terrifying. <laughs> um, including like just all these like nice guy dudes that they, they could have unpacked so much with them. Even Jess and Martha, you could have unpacked so much with them, so much. but instead for this whole season, the experts try to focus on Cyrell's anger issues. Yeah. I wonder why. Yeah. <laughs> and also a bit Lizzie, but more in the next season, they, <gasps> they get into Lizzie. Cause she comes back. Doesn't she? Because bless her. They did her dirty on season six. They do, yeah. So she does come back and um, she meets someone that she seems happy with. Don't tell me. I haven't seen season seven yet. Okay. I'm glad she's happy. She comes back super skinny and with a really dark fake tan and it is horrifying. So be warned. Okay. I thought she looked okay in the preview. Like her makeup's a lot more like blended, shall we say? (laughs) And her (laughs) hair extensions aren't as visible. So I thought it was an improvement. Yeah. Yeah. The makeup does get better for sure. Okay. Um, so, yeah. But they've so with Jess, like I'm not saying for a second I agree with her behavior. And I think that like this sentiment that's like the I deserve to find love. I came here to find love. And this like I deserve to be happy sentiment mm. is something that I hear from heterosexual women in particular <laughs> all the time when they're yeah. about to do something that is really inconsiderate of other people's feelings. Yeah. And I, th- I have no doubt there are queer people that behave this way. In fact, I've witnessed queer people behave this way as well. <laughs> um, and I think like, 
I'm really interested in this like story that is like a reoccurring theme in mass that's like the finding love or I deserve to be happy at the expense of anyone who gets in my way sentiment. Yeah. Like, I find it really bizarre. Like why would your need for like a romantic and sexual partner take priority over everybody else's around you's well-being? Yeah. Why? I don't I I yeah, I'm I have no words. I honestly was shocked watching this season. It was my first foray into math, so I didn't know that there was a lot of wife, husband swapping, whatever. But I was just like this pathetic little like excuse of this is what I came in here for, so I'm going to get it at any cost. I was just like, and she's just going to get away with that? And she did. She, for the most part, she completely got away with it. Um, interestingly, as you were just talking about that, at the cost of anything else, I also, maybe embarrassingly, am a diehard fan of Survivor. But in that respect, when it's for a million dollars, I encourage the most cutthroat, disgusting behavior of all. Like, I'm like, the more cold and vicious and backstabby it is, the more I'm like, yes, you are a great Survivor player. (laughs) But when it comes to this, it feels different. You know what I mean? Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think anyone who has people in their life that say, oh, you know, like they give you advice that's like you deserve to be happy so don't take that person's feelings into consideration I think you need to be very wary of those people so yeah so that's so these are reoccurring themes finding love and deserve to be happy sentiment and Mm -hmm. from the men's perspective um the I'm just telling the truth yeah so like like men will say (laughs) horrible things horrible (laughs) things to women about their appearances or they'll say bad things about some women to other women yeah they'll just be like like it's just the truth like don't you want me to be honest don't you want me to be honest and like you can you can count throughout the seasons all the time Mm -hmm. men say don't you want me to be honest when they're actually just saying i should be able to act however i want yes and key offender in this category was mike who was heidi's husband Mm-hmm. he did not like women at all. Like anything that was like a typically kind of feminine thing exhibited in another woman, whether it was overt sexuality or taking selfies or caring about their own appearance, he just took as like an offense to just show what a shit person they were kind of thing. And he used to, even without mm-hmm. any regards to his own relationship, he would speak up all the time and tell other women why they were wrong and defend men for whatever shitty behavior they'd done. Case in point was Sam and Dan, who he defended all the time as being good blokes and his mates who were the ones like that were both cheating on their partners, but he only ever had, he just wouldn't shut up about it. He always spoke up and I could see each week Heidi losing less and less or just having less and less respect for him. Thank God. Just like, mm. she was just like, you're not okay as a human being. You know what I mean? Those guys that are nice to one woman or one person, and then treat everybody else like shit. I hate that. Just in general. Like, I don't yeah. ever want to date someone yeah. that's just nice to me and a shitty human being. Where's Absolutely. Like... I don't think I don't think there's a very good criteria. I mean, I know maths is the worst of the worst. Like, clearly, <laughs> maths is the bottom of the barrel of Australian society. And, you know, it really makes me uncomfortable because I am, I'm, like, surely, like, they're finding the worst people ever and putting them on tv like that's you know that's really the criteria for this program um but then like sometimes i go places like Potts point and like north sydney at night time and all the people there like look like the people on maps and i'm like really worried now that because like australia is majority a white and heterosexual nation like Mm -hmm. if you look at the australian bureau of statistics so I'm like, is this, like, are yeah. they, is this the majority? Like, yes. I'm really concerned lately. Yeah, as someone, I worked in media, which is predominantly either, like, white and heterosexual or white gay men. And yes, it is exactly mm-hmm. that. I wasn't surprised at all. It was more just like, in my mind, I don't know why I thought this. I thought the judges or the, no, not the judges, the experts we're going to be more like Jeff Probst who holds people accountable each week for their shit and tries to like 
bring things up in like a tribal council setting or whatever. So I thought that was going to be the point of them was to each week pinpoint problematic behavior and talk through it and bring it up. But instead they just seem to encourage the men gaslighting the women, telling all the women they were hysterical and paranoid and crazy and trying to sabotage your relationship with mistrust when all the men were exhibiting distrustful behavior. (laughs) I was like, they're being gaslit by the experts as well. Like I just could, that's the part that I found quite shocking. That's true. That, that is probably the loudest part of the show is that these experts um, behave worse or as bad as the contestants at times. Yes. And the other thing is like, I think like they're not, either they are screening for bad behaviors <laughs> Or they're not screening for indications of abusive behaviors because there's some like very clear red flags every season mm. with the men that are like, like oh, that oh. is a red flag for yeah. like you've that's something you need to work on, which may turn into an abusive behavior later. Yeah. Like that's something pretty easy to pick up with someone who ha- for someone who has an understanding of domestic violence, which you imagine a relationship <laughs> expert would be able to pick uh, up. Yeah. But instead, every single season I'm seeing up to five Yeah, come through. Very bad red flags. Yeah, you're from in from the men on this program. I got a message from my my best mate in London, Alex. So she's watching it as well and she texted me and was just like mm-hmm. Because I used to, I tell her all the time, because I work in media over here as well in advertising. And I'm like, I can't believe how much you're not allowed to do here. Like in Australia, I could do whatever the fuck I wanted with advertising and sponsorship and stuff. And she's like, what are you talking about? I'm sure there are rules. You clearly just ignore them all. She started watching maths and she texted me and she was like, you are not wrong. They just let anything happen on like Australian TV. Have any of these people had psych evaluations? Because none of them should be on television. (laughs) Like, It's just wild. (laughs) It's so bad. Good TV, though. Okay. Can I just say one more thing Such about the, um, the experts mm. that drive me mental? This part mm. just... I feel like I just have never got it off my chest. The, when Jess and Mick finally wrote... Mm. Both wrote leave in, like, the final week or the week before the final week, and Dan and Tamara, his mm. wife, also both wrote leave, Dan and Jess mm. then asked if they could remain in the experiment because these two tired asses didn't want to go home because then they couldn't see each other as a couple and then the expert Mm -hmm. the rest of the group was like no they were infuriated this is a joke this absolutely should not be allowed to happen and then the experts Mm -hmm. got together and had a little chat and decided that they shouldn't intervene in the experiment and should just let things happen so they agreed to let them stay but i'm like no no if all four people have written leave aren't you intervening by then allowing two people to stay shouldn't the natural progression of the show then be they all fucking leave that's a good point. That I'm not sure me. where I stand on that because, like, even though I don't agree with how Jess and Dan behaved and they're both maniacs and they should be sent home for all their different for so many different reasons, I feel like I kind of was like, oh, well, if you say, like, if you say this show is really about finding someone that you're compatible with and you're sticking to that logic, which I'm not saying is a good logic, I guess that was kind of in line. No, there are rules. There are rules and parameters to function within. (laughs) I am maybe I'm someone that operates too much within the boundaries of society and, you know, actually cares about rules and some version of authority. But I was just like, you're breaking the rules. (laughs) This is against the guidelines, (laughs) Um, which tells you a lot about how I played board games as a child. But I was just like, oh, God, I hate that they're allowed to say. Yeah. I don't know. The rules there's the rules are so unclear on this show. <laughs> yeah, they are. That's true. <laughs> so I hope you're gonna watch season eight I'm soon. Definitely watching season eight. Um Kim and I are probably gonna watch this weekend and just have a full on binge to catch up. And then I'll have a lot of thoughts mm-hmm. thoughts next week. Which is exciting to be actually yes. more watching it at the current time that Australia is watching it because I feel like the UK has clearly watched season six two years later, but we're all up in arms <laughs> so it'll be nice to watch something in real time yes no it's it's off to a start <laughs> is there is it good the men oh the men are really really audacious this season <laughs> audacious that's a good word okay i'm excited 
you would think that I don't know I just think like especially right like right now I know this wasn't filmed right now season eight wasn't filmed right now in Australia but Mm. in Australia right now there's on TV every day like a new scandal around uh, male politicians being um, predators basically sexual predators and just so much stuff like that uh, in the media and like high profile incidences of domestic violence, et cetera, et cetera. It's just like you would think that men would have some awareness about coming on TV and acting like abusive for no reason. Why? No Um, one's told them that. Like they exist in a society that has normalised their behaviour. So they're not even aware. They don't know. Like, I mean, they also do. I'm not giving them no accountability for this. But do you know what I mean? No one has held them accountable for this behaviour thus far. So I don't think a lot of them realise how problematic it is it's so horrifying Horrifying. i just want to also say something that makes me sick about this show and that's weddings (laughs) (laughs) weddings i just like every time i see a wedding at the scale that the weddings are on married at first sight Mm. i feel sick to my stomach yeah i don't think it's a scale thing necessarily but also it's like the traditional format right so like everybody wears like a what the women wear like a white dress and um yeah like they do the vows that are a joke yeah I know it's like so the cringe. bride like having bridesmaids and like groomsmen and oh it's sickening oh I hate it it's so hideous um, <laughs> oh it is why oh why uh, like they know right like they know what that stuff means do you think they know. I don't what, know. The, like the, symbolism of... I'm not sure. The only part I enjoy is the flowers. They're always really good flowers. But when I remember, this just reminded me when I was like, I think like 10 or 11, I'd been to a lot of Greek Orthodox weddings at this stage. With like everyone gets married all the time. And then when I was about 11, I think the church has started doing the ceremony translation in English. Whereas before that, it would just be in Greek. So I would literally always sit there and be like, I don't know what's going on. And then when it started being translated, I looked at my mother. I think I must have been about 11 or 12. And they said something like, when the when the marriage takes place, blah, 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 and the woman becomes a part of the man and whatever. And I just turned and I swiveled my head and looked at my mother and she's like, shut up. I was like, are you kidding? They should have left this shit in Greek. Like, is this what they've been saying the whole time? And she was just like, enough, enough. And I was like, I'm never getting married in a church. You know that, right? And she's like, yes, yes, be quiet. Like she was cringing. But I was just like, this is the most problematic crap I've ever heard. Yeah. But I do want Greek dancing. If I ever have like a wedding or some kind of party where I can get gifts and money, I do also want there at some Mm. point to be like Greek dancing because that's fun. Mm. Yeah, no issues with um, no issues with like ceremonies in general. Um, just this particular kind of ceremony makes mm. me really sick. Yeah, um, I do also really appreciate the floral arrangements on the so show. Good. Whoever's doing them is doing a great work. So um, good. I can't get over it. every week. I'm just like, oh, that is just stunning. Love those ones. <laughs> Except. In season eight, you'll see, guess, you can guess when you watch season eight, which floral arrangement enraged me. Okay. (laughs) When you watch it, you can see which one really fucking set me off. Okay. Um, But yeah, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, are people not, not that aware of like the connotations of like wearing a white dress and have your father give you to a man? Like, maybe I need to be telling my students about this or something oh you you just casually dropped that in there telling my students (laughs) yeah i think you should tell your students um absolutely (laughs) i think people gloss over the problematic nature of marriage to an like i don't necessarily want it i do want some kind of event where i can get the amount of money in presents that you would get at a Mm. wedding but Mm. um Mm. and you know attention on me and the chance to wear an incredible like black dress but I don't mm-hmm. think people are aware of the symbolism of like when you get married, that's when you were sold like from your family into another man's possession. Like that's, you know what I mean? I think yeah. that a lot of people have glossed over the actual meaning of the cer- that traditional ceremony. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I think the other aspect of this show is, it, and the women are always set up for disappointment, mm. is like this idea that like being married or get sorry the day the act of getting married is like the most 
important day of your life. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the women are like already disappointed. Like they're set up for disappointment because yeah. like people tell them all their lives, like, Oh, this is the most important. Even me sometimes like, I'll be like, should I get married? Cause it like seems like it feels really important. Not seems like mentally. I know it's not important, but seems in my heart really important. Yeah. And then I'm like, no, no, no. Like that's garbage. Like that's not, um, I'm being programmed, but yeah. And I just think, Oh, like they think this is their peak. Like this is the peak of their existence. Yeah. It's like, they're married and they wear this dress and there's flowers and it's love at first sight and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But like the actual success rate on this show is incredibly low. Not even on this show, but in life, (laughs) like the success rate of marriage is beyond, is less than 50% now, surely. Mm. So surely. And it, yeah, like this idea of like, it's one person forever and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, this show is absolutely insane and I'm obsessed with it. Yeah. It is remarkable it's so good i apologize publicly for being so disparaging about it i wish there was a season of this show that was like remember a year the one where they just did a full queer season i wish they did that with this show that would be a lot more fun that would be a disaster but i'd (laughs) love to see it have there been lesbians and gays before Yes, yeah, so next season, season seven, they do attempt a lesbian couple. And I have so many theories about why it was a complete mismatch. Okay. Um, Didn't you used to love one but, of them? I feel like we've talked about this. Did you love one? Yes, I, I loved her like initially when I first saw her on the show. But okay. then I follow her on Instagram and she's like the most toxic bitch you've okay. ever met in your life. Okay. Um, but I still follow her. Like I love it. Okay. I love watching it. Um. <laughs> And, okay, so they match these two people. Um, one is called Amanda and the other is called... Natasha. I can't even remember her name. I hated her, actually. Was it I Natasha? Was like, oh, Natasha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Natasha. Um, so they match these two people in season seven called Amanda and Natasha. And my working theory, which um, I've workshopped with um, all my colleagues, <laughs> is that... Is that um, they matched, there's two ways they match them. They, they match them according to, um, I think like what the experts would have liked to see like together. So like aesthetically okay. the, the experts, so a heterosexual man and two heterosexual women like saw pictures of these women side by side and they liked the look of it. So they thought, Oh, that's good. Oh, that makes me uncomfortable. Um, and then the other aspect of it is they thought that one of them had to be the man. And they didn't realize like the nuances or like power dynamics or like how someone's actual moral values would get in the way. Like if you base things just on that, like there's other things that will really get in the way of that. Oh my God. So effectively like in season seven, Amanda is this like really um, headstrong, I think probably Italian um, woman from Melbourne. Yeah. And um she is a personal trainer like runs her own business um and she she's just like very like traditional like amanda is like the kind of girl like i grew up dating like she's like a long-haired butch who has like really strong family values wears a cross like this kind of thing like that was like the girl i that was like the girl next door you know kind of i grew up when i was living in like you know north of the bridge and and she's like She's traditional, she's headstrong, she's not about, um, I don't know, all the stuff that queers in the inner west of Sydney are about. So, like, she's yeah. not about, she's not necessarily about being politically queer. She, like, just is, she struggles with acceptance from her family. She's got all these kind of different <laughs> things going on. Okay. And then they match her with this white woman who is clearly, like, some kind of Instagram persuade what do you call it influencer persuader Instagram persuader influencer who idiot. is vegan so they automatically assume that this woman is gentle because she's vegan which is not obviously not a safe assumption no um they're demons and this woman looks like maybe like this woman looks like she was expecting like ruby rose basically okay um and acts like that as well. So this woman's like kind of expecting Ruby Rose is like of the edgy Caucasian variety, covered in tattoos, 
um, and is has like a lot of issues around like self victimization and blah blah blah. So like first things first, that's a recipe for disaster. Yeah. So you're coming from two different worlds. You've got completely different values. One of them has like a issue with self victimization, and the other one is too strong to too strong in personality to the point of probably pushing people's boundaries. Yeah. So like automatically they're set up for failure. And like I can observe those things in the first episode of the show. <laughs> so I don't understand why experts couldn't observe that about their personalities. Oh god. Right, matching them. That sounds like a shit show. I can't wait to watch it. It is an absolute shit show. It doesn't last long. Like you barely see them for the whole season. Oh that sucks. God, I give know, us some good so games. Bad at matching not heterosexuals. Because I mean, they're I bad like at matching so them too. Sorry. Sorry, I mean, they're bad at matching heterosexuals too, but at least they last longer. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, like, there's so many assumptions that work kind of for people that are ready to play with those assumptions. Like, they're ready. A lot of people in this show, like, they have buy-in to the assumption that the experts have about them. But when it's, like, two gay people who are, like, you know, not functioning necessarily on those assumptions. Yeah. It just doesn't work. Like they don't match them well because they're not actually matching people according to their like compatibility in terms of values. Um, they're matching them according to, I don't know, some crazy idea we about got, like yeah. who balances who or something like or that. Or maybe just like we got two lesbians who applied, let's put them together. Well, that's true. I bet more lesbians apply for this show. One can only hope. I hope we get more lesbians soon. Me too. Um, yeah, wow. God, I love maths. I love it so much. It, my whole week functions around when I get to watch it. <laughs> I'm not ashamed of it. It's a, it's a real phenomenon. Like, it's a real phenomenon here. Like, almost everyone, if you meet someone in the street, you're like, oh, did you watch maths? Like, See, I miss that. I miss that. Like, um, that's the only part of working in an office I think that I miss is the communal, did you watch this last night? Like, breakdown mm. um on a final note a little bit of a witchy note have you been have you caught up with wandavision because i fucking love it yes i i didn't get to finish the most recent episode last night because my mum called me okay. but um i'm up to i'm up to it i'm like halfway through the episode and yes it has taken a very witchy turn it has in episode five and six is it i love it i didn't see that coming even though even though Chris, my best friend, told me it was going to be witchy, I didn't see how. I think he just thought, like, I just assumed he meant because Scarlet Witch. I didn't realize it was going to be this witchy, mm. and it makes me so happy. And I love Catherine Hahn. I've always loved her, but, gosh, she's just brilliant in this. Like, I think she's a breath of fresh air in the whole show and takes away from all the techie, boring bits. Um, I think she's mm-hmm. the most entertaining part. And Elizabeth Olsen is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. That's my mm-hmm. main takeaway. I... <laughs> Yeah, my main takeaway is I would die for Catherine Hahn. Yeah. Um, she just oh, – I just love her. Um, was at the end of episode seven, there was a wonderful song. I don't know. How far away can you do spoilers? Like two weeks of a Marvel show? Can I mention this? I think so. There's a song that's like it was Agatha all the time or whatever the fuck it was, and I listen to it all the time. It's mm-hmm. such a good little tune. <laughs> It makes me so happy. I, I love the show. I like the aesthetics. I enjoy the story. I know there are parts that I'm definitely missing because I haven't seen every fucking Marvel movie ever. Um, I've seen enough mm-hmm. to sort of get what's going on. But that's all right. The parts that I don't understand, I either message Chris to find out what's going on or I just gloss over it and my brain goes, that's okay. You don't need to know this. And then just accept the scene for whatever it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what really drew me in about this show is the reference to like earlier television. So yeah. like, um, yeah, like the references to the Dick Van Dyke show, and then sort of like you know Brady Bunch and all those earlier TV shows. Because mm-hmm. like, even though I wasn't alive when those shows <laughs> were screening on TV, those were like the videos that of the VHS, like yeah. actual videos that um that my family had when when I was growing up that way, like at my grandma's house and stuff. Yeah. So I really loved that element of it. Like the intertextuality of that um, was really exciting. And to see it like renewed in such like a, um, I don't know, like futuristic almost way Yeah. Uh, was, was really, really interesting. 
Um, I enjoyed that also. The only thing that I will say, and I feel like I have like a laser on my forehead and Marvel people will kill me for saying this, but like, you know how you have to watch till the very, very end of a credit to see something in a movie, a Marvel movie, like there'll be a secret scene or something that's quite key. Mm -hmm. They started doing it in this series as well. So there's like five minute long credits and then they'll, yeah. So you need to keep watching because there's little bits that are quite key pivotal moments. And I just think it's annoying at this point. Like I get that back in the day, it used to be a cute little Easter egg for the true fans that stayed behind. But if it's going to be a key plot point, just put it in the normal episode. Like it's just, it feels so like (laughs) contrived in my opinion. And I'm just like, I can't believe I have to sit through this. I haven't even been sticking around. I wasn't either until Chris messaged me. It was like, I hope you're watching the end of this episode after the credit. I was like, well, I am now. And I went back and rewound it. But I was just, I don't know. That annoys me. It's too, you're trying to be too cute, Marvel. And that, just let it go. You're good enough. Yeah. So WandaVision, we're on WandaVision now as well. It's still coming out. So there's more more episodes. There's one more episode. It's a nine episode miniseries. So tomorrow night is the last one. Um, which I'm thrilled about because I don't know if I've mentioned this before to you, but Chris, my mate, he particularly hates the fact about me that I won't watch anything while it's a thing, like while it's on currently with everyone else. I'll wait for like three years and then watch it and then start texting him like, wow, this is fucked. And he's like, Gee, no one cares anymore. Please stop messaging me about this. So he's just excited <laughs> that I'm watching it in real time. Um, and so am I because I feel like I'm part of the zeitgeist. So... Um, <laughs> I just hope it's not devastating. But you know when you know something's going to be devastating? I think this is going to be devastating. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't really have any further, like, critical reflections on this show. It's just a fun show. There's yeah. witchiness. There's yeah. only – there's more witchiness to come, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, we've not seen all the witchiness to be had yet. No, we're not very good Marvel reviewers. <laughs> We're, we're better. Yeah, we just like, don't really care for these ones, but this one's quite decent. Yeah, it'll be back to reality TV soon. Yeah. Great. Well. So next week, what are we doing? Next week, we can, we'll catch up again on our horoscopes. Um, hopefully I'm in a better space um, to look inwardly. And then I reckon we should chat new maths, season eight, current maths. And then I don't know, maybe we can watch a witchy thing. Okay. Sounds good. Great. What about Housewives this season? <gasps> yeah, Housewives. Let's watch, let's actually, we know what we need to talk about. Have you caught up on Atlanta? No. Oh my we'll God. talk about it next episode. Oh, my God, Maddie. <laughs> Maddie, you have to watch it. It's so good. Ugh, okay, yeah. No, I'm like. Watch. I'll watch it this other. I've got heaps of time. Do it. Because, like, last week was one of the greatest episodes of Real Housewives of Atlanta that's ever existed. Like, it was just amazing. <sighs> yeah. Okay, that's what we're talking about. Wonderful. It was nice catching up with you. Okay. (laughs) You're like, it wasn't nice catching up with you. You're such an (laughs) asshole. Um, Well, good morning. I hope you have a lovely day. Good evening. (laughs) Hope you have a good sleep. Thanks. Well, that was fun. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us for our first week back. I hope you enjoyed Unfortunately, not a lot of Housewives content this week, but we'll be back with some more uh, Real Housewives and reality TV chat next week, as well as some witchy stuff and probably catching up on the finale on WandaVision. Plus, this Sunday is Oprah's interview with Harry and Meg, so probably definitely going to be talking extensively about the royal family at some point as well. So please come back um, and hope you had a lovely week. Thanks. Thanks.